This very special cursed recording edition of Geek Airney is brought to you by our sponsor, Technical Difficulties. Technical Difficulties is an innovative product which will be randomly bestowed upon your podcast at any time. This will lead to such benefits to your product as Incredibly bad audio quality Audio software crashing and freezing at random intervals Up to about half an hour of lost audio, including the ending, which is really fucking helpful. You can achieve these through an incredible mix of human incompetence, random chance, and God hating you. As such, Geek A&E is proud to present part two of their 2016 year in review featuring all of these problems. Be aware that as there is no audio for the ending, at some point it will just sort of drift off and end, and I will play the technical difficulties warning siren, which can be heard now. When you hear this siren in the background, be aware that the audio is about to slowly fade out and this voice is about to appear again. I will then provide you with a rough overview of what we actually said in the finale, given that I can remember it. Thank you for listening. Please bear with us. We'll try not to let it happen again. Namaste. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Not Christmas anymore. Review of <laughs> the year. <laughs> that was really good. Thank you very well. Thank you very much. Are we actually starting? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so this is part two of the year review thing. Part two. Part two of the geek. Uh, For la year. Of the, okay, French. Yeah, going to speak French the whole thing. Speaking French. <laughs> speaking French. So is uh, she subtitled there? That's why you can understand what she's exactly. saying. Exactly. Uh, so as ever, welcome to Geek Annie, the movie the podcast where we talk about bad movies, but we're not doing it this time because it's the end of the year, so we're trying to be positive. We're talking about. All the movies. All the movies. Some some bad movies. Some of the bad movies. I'm Alec Lambert. I'm Ellen Waddell. So we're going to be reviewing, uh, this is the second part, we've already done up to... Uh, end of June. End of June, and now we'll be reviewing the second half of the year. I can't decide whether the second half of the year was better or worse than the first half of the year. Um, Less celebrities died, but Donald Trump, so... <laughs> Donald Trump. It's kind of like at the end of the year, all the bad things came home to roost, whereas in the start of the year, they were just, just hatching. And we'd hope. We had, <laughs> yeah, before July, we had hope, and then it all went a bit wrong. Yeah, so by July, each month represents the diminishing hope. So July? Um, at the Absolutely Fabulous movie. Continuing the Monsters University tradition of sequels <laughs> really, really long time after the original thing, like Johnny English Reborn. Yeah, was that what, like, Reborn. 10 years, the sequel that no one wanted? But it happened anyway. Yeah, that's the kind of film, anything with Ron Atkinson and my mum loves. I feel like that film was made. Uh, the same with Absolutely Fabulous, it was made for the mums to go with their daughters. Because, I, I mean, we all have fond memories of Absolutely fab- Fabulous. Yeah. With Edie, Eddie, Eddie, and then Jennifer, no, not Jennifer Saunders. Patsy. Uh, yeah, Joanna Lumley. Playing Just Joanna Lumley, really, she had no self-control. Yeah. And then the other ones that aren't quite as good. Safi, uh, Jane Horrocks, Bubbles. She played Bubbles. Um, it was it was fine. Like as films go, I'd say uh, it didn't need to be made. But I saw it in the cinema and I had some cocktails and I had a lovely time. Plot wise, it wasn't really much of a plot. Uh, also, it had that problem which I think a lot of old reboots do where they haven't quite kept up to date with the political correctness. But yeah, at Fab, it was, I mean, it was stupid. Like, I can't even remember what happened. I think... Did they kill Kate Moss? Yeah, oh, that's it. She pushed Kate Moss in a river, and Kate Moss was fine. Kate and Moss then always fine. Patsy married 
like an old woman. And oh, Joanna Lumley's great though. She's really great. She she looks brilliant. Like she hasn't aged it's all at like all. Privileged car insurance, mate. She's just, yeah. she's got. She just doesn't <laughs> stress about getting in an accident. It's just all those worry lines drop straight off. They just fall off you when you have the right car insurance. Ghostbusters. Um, so this. Shall we address oh, the elephant in the room? Uh, the vaginas. All four of them. <laughs> There was four of them, and some people were like, I am afraid of vaginas. Also, but not that ghosts. first trailer was terrible. I thought it was fine. No, I thought the trailer... Oh, I liked I... the film in the end, but that trailer was awful. But did you think the amount of vitriol directed at the trailer in comparison to the amount of vitriol never, like, directed oh, God, no. at male-centric? You know what I mean? It's not like we're going, oh, my God, this trailer is really... It was a... High proportion of vitriol directed at the trailer. It was weird. the most disliked trailer in YouTube history. Well, I think it's particularly strange is that Ghostbusters. There's worse things on YouTube. I didn't know that was such such a big thing. What for people? Like it's Ghostbusters. Yeah. Because the fuck. Um. And like, so what? They make a new Ghostbusters yeah. with some women in it. The other Ghostbusters are still there. It doesn't make it worse. But it's it true. Change it. It's not taking, and it's not like they're going to remake Ghostbusters with all the old Ghostbusters in because all the old Ghostbusters, oh, one of them was dead. The other one. Dan was... Aykroyd's just got his vodka empire. He doesn't need anything else. Bill, Bill Murray's an ass. He's, he's. I don't think he's as nice as everyone thinks. He's he not. Is. Well, you know, there's all that, those cool stories like, oh, here comes Bill Murray. He's playing football with us in the park. He's just turned up at a bar and is pulling shots. Everywhere. He's under your bed. Hey. Yeah. Really annoying if I was working in a bar and Bill Murray just helps himself. Like, yeah. I don't give a shit, actually. Pay. You've got the money. Insurance-wise. He had a like wife that. and kid he was meant to be with the whole time. Yeah. And then there were divorce proceedings, apparently. He liked to punch. Mm. So Bill Murray, I don't think... That's it. This is the, my oh, Bill this, Murray beef. This I don't is... think he's that good. I think he might be a bad person. What? I've, oh, wow. I know, Everyone... A Very Merry Christmas lied to me. <gasps> Did you watch A Very Merry Christmas? No, because you said it was awful. It was the worst <laughs> thing in the world. It, I think I really want you to watch it because it's just the biggest pile of shit. Like, okay, everyone in the room is that it didn't get, it didn't need as much hate as it got. No. Was it a brilliant film? No. No. Did there, were there bits where I, a man who enjoyed this film was kind of like, all right, that's enough, I think. Of the women. Not of the women, yeah. but mm-hmm. of the, the jokes. Uh-huh. So, like, Miss McCarthy bouncing off the walls when they're yeah. testing out the guns. They were just two bounces. But do you think that's also a problem with those kind of films where you have a bunch of improvisers in and they just sort of let them... Like, it's like Anchorman sort of started off, but it's a lot of, like, we're going to improv for a bit too long. Yeah. And like... we're not going to edit it. it was... <laughs> Structurally, it was quite a messy film. And the ending was... Stupid. Yeah, but big, then a big vortex of ghosts. Yeah, vortex. Then... And Chris Hemsworth was a. Okay, Chris Hemsworth as evil ghost was great. But there was a. Bit... I feel bad because my favorite thing about Ghostbusters, apart from, was the men. Was the, was man, the man? Yeah, and that yeah, and the lady that I fancy a bit. Well, so you. Who's a lesbian? Watch... Like all of my crushes. <laughs> <laughs> Who else is a lesbian you fancy? Ellen DeGeneres. I'm not her. Well, I got put off and then I also went to Vegas and she was there in cardboard cut-out form trying to get me to gamble. I was like, no, no, I can't. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. They've got head on gambling machines. You've been to Vegas. Don't you yeah, remember? the bad end of town. Also, you watch them. Also, if you watch the Ellen show, it's deeply irritating. Yeah, it's very irritating. And it's just all jump-cutty and they're like, we're going to go away for an ad break and then three minutes later they come back and I'm like, here's what happened before the ad break and they replay the entire show. And then they go back like, to the ad break. Yeah. <laughs> she dances a lot as well. Yeah, I'm not into that. America's Love Dance. Yeah. I was in a um, in a restaurant in San Francisco with my mum and everyone's like dancing. 
You say that. We looked out in the car park and this sort of family gathered in there. Yeah. And you could tell the Americans because they're wearing the US flag on their heads. And they all met and had a little dance in the car park. It's like, yeah. what are you doing? It's, it's like 11 o'clock in the morning. That sounds kind of fun. But exhausting. No, I don't know. I do like dancing. That much though? Just to be like, oh, we're in a car park in um, Fisherman's Wharf. So you can't see my feet on my legs. <laughs> but I am dancing. And they can't see any of you. You can't, viewers. For all they know, it could just be me doing a voice. Or you doing a voice. Wow, imagine that. That's the twist. If you saw the other people come in, so the cameos, you had all the cameos from Bill, May Punch's wife, Murray, Dan, Vodka, Ackroyd. Dan Mental and Anna and Anna and Ackroyd. Yeah. Um, like, they all came um, back. Ray? What's the actor's name? Because he didn't really do anything else, did he? not Ray Parker Jr. That's the guy who ran the, who's on the theme sheet. Um... Ray. The other guy. The, yeah, the, guy, the one that isn't Bill Murray, that isn't Dan Aykroyd, and that isn't Harold Ravis. The fourth one that no one seems to remember. Yeah. I, his cameo, I think, was the least forced. Yeah, it felt quite... Um... Well, actually, no, Howard Ramis' cameo was the least forced. Oh, because there was a statue. It was a lovely bust, and there's yeah. a finger on it just for a second. Been a good year for sensitive portrayals of dead characters. We'll get on to that one later. Like Gilmore Girls. Yeah, dealt with Harold, uh, dealt with Richard's death very well. And um, the death of in Star Trek Beyond was just they took Spock aside and traded oh, some yeah. of the ears, and it's like, oh, it's actually really for a Star Trek Beyond. That's very like downbeat. Yeah, very sort of subtle. I liked it. Yeah. Anyway, Ghostbusters. What's your favourite Ghostbuster? Favourite Ghostbuster. Out of Melissa McCarthy, Kristen Wiig, so the nerdy one, Kristen, the com- the physical comedy one, Melissa. Uh huh. What was Leslie Jones? Shouty one. Shouty one. She was loud. She was loud the rest of them. The, um, with like a really weird knowledge of the subway system. She grew up in New York. Don't you know anything about whatever city you grew up in's public transportation? Well, she did work at the subway to be No, 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 but I mean, they bought it in and it didn't really pay off. I felt like they were going to pay off in a really big way and it didn't ever really pay off. What was Melissa McCarthy? Also the nerdy shouty one? She was kind of... Yeah, but she had like all her stuff involved in, like falling over or bouncing off stuff. So the clumsy one, I guess. Yeah, and then oh, Kate McGovern, Kate McKinnon, Kate McKinnon. Thank you. She was the the wacky one, the wacky one, steampunky one. That's what I fancied a bit. Um, that's Kate McKinnon. Everyone fancies her. Chris Hemsworth's fun. Um, yeah, he is. They, I feel they're the problem. It's a problem with a lot of comedy films now. As they, you saying earlier, the improv. Improvisation, they let it go on too long. Yeah. Like they sometimes hammer home jokes far too much. With the glasses. The glasses, exactly yes! what I was going to say. So he's in the interview, he's wearing those like glasses. Yeah. And he just very briefly just puts his finger through and itches the inside of his eye. And you think that's the perfect, frames. that is the joke, just stop there. We get that, we get that joke. He's wearing them because he thinks he looks smarter. And then it keeps explaining it. Keeps going. It's like, oh, they're not real. Yeah, oh, so you've killed it. Yeah. Like the phone and the fish tank one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's the you phone just, to the fish need... tank. No, no, the one behind you. Oh, a desk. I'm yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Beat boot. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't feel that they hired him to be the male equivalent of eye candy really ever worked. I think if they if they cut, like, say, 20 minutes of that, it would have been, like, a much slicker film. But at saying that, there was that really good bit where they were walking through the ghosts and they had all the... The music was going, and they were like walking slowly. The hero walk. Yeah, the hero. and I, I was like, yeah. There are certain bits I, where yeah. it's like you know when you're a kid and like yeah. you're too upset about something. Yeah. And then so you're trying not to smile at stuff. You're like, no, I'm cross about this. And yeah. Like, your mum or your friends like, starts being but, silly, and there's that really reluctant smile that you can't. That's yeah. what a lot of Ghostbusters and a lot of other films is. It was like, it's like I don't want to like this, but because of the uh, women. 
because it was silly. Because it was very Because silly. I knew it was a bit shit, but I enjoyed it anyway. Yeah. I think I'm it's... sexist, I'm a snob. Okay. Get it right. <laughs> I had a lovely time, but I'm never going to think about it again. That's the problem, I think, with so many films that, that came out this year and so many blockbuster films, is you go, that was great, and the next day you go, oh, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not... And that's how you know what a really good film is, isn't it? It's yeah. like you... You examine it from different angles, you recommend it to a lot of people, you kind of have that weird, like, it reminds you of things as well. Like, we go, oh, God, like, now I suddenly feel either really inspired or I feel quite sad or I just, I need to think about this for a really long time. Yeah. Like, I think that's what you know, yeah, that's how you know a good film. And, and also, it changes the more you think about it, like, and you get different perspectives on it. And... It's, it's kind of like formulaic films, isn't it? Like, you can have, you can still have formulaic films you think about a lot, but they're just doing them in clever ways. But something like Ghostbusters, you see it and you go, eh! Oh. It's kind of like. And then I carry on with my life. It's just, you go, it's like a sugar hit and then it goes away again. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know. Sometimes those are fine. Sometimes you need those. Sometimes not, every need film, a bit of not every sugar. film has to be a four hour long Igmar Berman epic where we all sit around the beach and talk about death. Yeah. Not every film has to be that one that's like. 30 hours long or 30 days long they're showing once and then destroying it the John Malkovich one I don't I don't know John Malkovich I just know it's really really long and they're showing it once and then destroying it why because they're assholes what's the point speaking of assholes the guy out of Don't Breathe in August oh yeah so have you seen that yeah I watched it the other day um what the fuck dude it's horrible isn't <laughs> it sucks. It? did you like it no oh I really liked it I mean I liked it up until two thirds of the way through like, I think I liked it up until the really disturbing bit where he tries to impregnate her. With a turkey baster. Yeah. It was like, I'm not a rapist. Like, yes, you are. Yeah. Just because you're blind. Yeah. It's like, no one, who was the sympathetic character? There weren't any. But didn't you... Who was you meant to root for? They were all terrible. Everyone did... was awful. <laughs> like, I, yeah, it got really stupid, but I did feel, um, it genuinely made me feel a little bit like, <gasps> you know? Yeah. I think I was, I was genuinely, um... The two thirds of it before you, so so don't breathe. Basically, blind guy. They break into blind man's house. Three three petty thieves. Three petty thieves break into a. It's like an army vet. Yeah. And his daughter died in a car crash. He got yeah. some money from it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and yeah. for some reason they're like, he's got loads of money. We bet he's got it in a safe in his house. Because <laughs> that's where I keep my FYI, guys. All my money is in a safe in my I've house. I've got one of those big comedy safes with like the big turn handles on the Yeah, with like acne well. on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, one of those big ones. You, got, yeah. you can get into it with like a stereo, not a stereoscope, a um, stethoscope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just listen to it and you're yeah. like, it's got a heartbeat, it's alive. Just open it. <laughs> you're like, oh, a sandwich. I don't even lock it. Um, so he's a blind army vet and they break into the house and. He's really stacked. <laughs> <laughs> he's like that old dude stacked where they're like all singing. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, and it's really weird because he's, how old do you reckon? He's like 70 or something? I reckon mid to late 60s, but I, I'm, as, I'm shit at ages. Like, right, so that's had, your He had your white thing. hair and a beard, yeah, so, so he could be any age from 38 so, to 203. I see, yeah. He could be anywhere from like Fassbender to Forsyth. Yeah. I've got no idea how that right. was. From a fast way to the full side, an erotic adventure. Yeah. Uh, ooh, <laughs> oh, there's wow. an idea for the 30th of January. Oh, an erotic adventure, <laughs> fast bend to the full side. Who's Forsyth? Bruce, Bruce Forsyth. Oh. From the Strictly. Oh, 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 I just thought that naked. Oh, wash up my brain. He looks exactly like the guy out from Don't
Yeah. Jacked. <laughs> he does his catchphrases. It's me. Nice to see. Cuddly toy, cuddly toy. Really? Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, nice to see you. Nice. It's a moment of truth. Nice to twirl you. Okay, dollies, uh. do your dealing. Ooh. Uh. It's getting a bit weird. What do points make? But. Uh, <laughs> it's a bit Mother Goose, isn't it? No, I'm no, not that, that, no. That force I'm, I'm blowing up. I'm hacking this website. Look at me. I'm Putin. Ooh. Mr. Robot. Um, yeah. Why is Putin and Mr. Robot be amazing? Or Mr. Robot hack the election? Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Oh, like that elections. twist. That's true. He just likes being. Also, Mr. Robot. Isn't good. Well, he's not real. You not seen the yeah, yeah, I watched the first couple of episodes and I went, oh, oh my I god, know, I love Mr. Robot. I know what the twist <laughs> is. I don't want to watch this anymore. What was the twist? About, um, you know, Patrick, no, uh, Christian Slater being his dead dad. No. Yeah, I didn't know. It's oh, spoilers. <laughs> Mr. Robot. Mate, it's been out for ages. Yeah, <laughs> if you haven't watched it by now, then go fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, I just didn't like Don't You didn't like Don't Breathe. Because I just. I, I, I guess I'm not really into because I just again I'm not huge on slasher films. It felt like that, but yeah, I have a, I have a real problem like separating entertainment from politics. Yeah, <laughs> so I felt like I don't really because like it's, it's clearly kind of meant to be a like America had a a little while ago like a real thing, a real con- controversy over if someone breaks into your house, can you shoot them dead? Right, and generally the opinion was yes, apart from one guy who waited for them to leave and come back and then kidnapped them and tortured them in his basement. Like, no, that's too far. Is that an all... actual real thing? Yeah, I, think it's, I don't know if it's based on the film or not, but basically there's a guy who was getting broken into on the regular. Yeah. So he built like a kill room in his basement. Oh my God. And like shot one of them and then like hit them on the head, like dragged them downstairs and left them there. Wow. Which is the point where it comes actually illegal because he was having their dead bodies in his house for a bit. Yeah. It's fucked up. Um, and and also this... that's premeditated. Yeah, I'm not really of the sort of thing. Like, there's one in Britain a while ago about a farmer who shot a burglar yeah. in the back because he's running away. I mean, I've been burgled before when everyone I've been in the house. I still don't think that property is worth their life. No. Which I guess is why it's all Unless they were breathe. stealing your life saving insulin. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shoot the shit the out of them. <laughs> yeah. But like, everyone don't think was terrible, but it kind of felt like it was trying to make you make a moral choice. I didn't think you really had to. Oh, right, okay. Like, you kind of feel like, hooray, the blind veteran's killing these children. Oh, no, I don't feel like that at all. Until the end, it's like, oh, no, he's the bad rapist. No. Now we have to kill him. Yeah. And then he's fine at the end anyway. Yeah, I, I, it wasn't ever on his side. I think I was more thinking about it from a stupid point of view. Yeah. Which was, um, I found it really hard to watch, which means, like, I find it scary. Because yeah. there's just a bit at the beginning when... He, uh, one of the burglars goes in his room and he's just standing up and looking, like he's just sitting up oh, and staring the, at him. The, it's horrible. I thought the, for lack of a better term, the blind stuff yeah. was really good. Yeah. Sort of how he, I mean, obviously he's, he's, he was like Daredevil. He was like yeah. Daredevil goes wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I like that the, the, they sort of defeat him by just playing loads of noise and he can't hear them properly. Do you think it was a sequel to Daredevil? <laughs> Season three of Daredevil, it's that, just don't breathe. whatever Daredevil's name oh, is. Um, Matt Murdock. I think he said Matt Lucas, that's not right. <laughs> it's just him beating up. So you know like thieves in a big house. Well, you know with um, Logan, they're having his old man. <laughs> old like, man, Matt Murdock. Old man, Matt Murdock. <laughs> Companion boots. Old man, Foggy. Old man, oh, Foggy. That's how his main taking on his legs to diabetes. Oh, old man, Foggy. I'd find his name stupid. Foggy Nelson. Like no one christens their child Foggy. It's not his actual name. 
What's his real name? I think Foggy Nelson is like a reference to something. So what's his real name? Like, why? How do you get the nickname Foggy? They're like, his, his oh, real, you're just a bit misty. His real name's Toadfish, like the guy out of Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and his brother had a brother called like Stonefish, another brother called like <laughs> Fishfish. Fish. Actually, I don't think Foggy Nelson is a. I told you his Franklin. The real name's Franklin. Then why do they call him Foggy? Because he's got big foggy hair. Uh, what? Franklin P. He lived in fog. He's made of fog. He's made of fog. He's made of fog. He's a fog man. Don't bring us to probably one of the better horror movies that came out this year, though. Yeah. It's sad. Yeah. What can you do? Vindicative of... I keep saying vindicative. I mean, I appreciated it was trying to do something new rather than just a straight-up slasher. Yeah. Just felt it maybe went a little bit too, like, edgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm a wanker. No, 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 no. I think you do have a point. I think I just put it down because I found it interesting. Oh, yeah, it was interesting. But I'm trying to think. It was, I saw quite a few. I saw, actually, do you know what a film... I think the problem with horror films is they start off... It sometimes it's like half a good film and then half a ridiculous stupid film. Yeah. Same with... I saw Ouija. 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 Ouija? It looks like it should be Ouija. 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 Like baloney. It looks like Bologna. <laughs> um, learning stuff. Ouija. <laughs> um, <clears throat> um, and that was half a very good scary film and then half a stew film but like to start with it was kind of like oh this is actually quite creepy and um, and then it got silly i think a problem with a lot of horror movies is that once they reveal the beastie it's very hard to keep it going yeah like okay uh next one hell orange high water i noticed it says hell hell orange high water i think it meant to say hell or high water yeah i probably typed in orange which is a prequel to star trek beyond (laughs) hell orange high water you really like this. Oh, it's my favourite film of the year. Um, I've got a couple of my favourite films which I've got on here, which I feel like I quickly mention at the end. Yeah, we'll do it. That, that, that can be our ending. Our ending. I've only got the one. Um, I thought it was just a really good script. Like, I thought it was one of the better scripts. Like, you could see what an interesting... It was just... It was quite subtle. Um, Like, visually, it wasn't that subtle because it was about sort of... um the economical situation in America and yeah, and the Rust Belt and sort of like the crash and like loans and things like that and how it was affecting kind of these small towns and just like ordinary working class cowboys, yeah. I guess. Jeff Bridges? Yeah, so it was Jeff Bridges was the sheriff and Chris Pine and Ben Foster were these brothers. Brothers and one of them had been in prison, the other one had a plan and they were sort of doing some low level robbing and they had it all worked out. But it, it didn't it was a very much like slowly revealing the characters to you without yeah. going, without like other films which go, this guy's like this and this guy's like this. And it was also a lot funnier than I expected. Yeah, and, yeah the banter between the two brothers is really good. Yeah, it's really, really good. And it's not, it feels natural. Like nothing is forced. Jeff Bridges' character is essentially playing Tommy Lee Jones' character from No Country for Old Men. But yeah, he's great. And he has this little sort of weird little repartee with his repertoire, whatever. Um, I don't want to say the word banger Repar- again. Reparations. <laughs> Not with his Native American colleague. It's a bit on the nose. Um, he's like a Native American colleague who, spoilers, bites it at the end. Yeah. Which, which is really sad. It was a real bummer. Thinking yeah. because the whole way up. Like, because Ben Foster's character is like the crazy evil brother. Mm. And like, and the whole way through you're like, oh, he's, he's bad, isn't he? Mm. But he's not that and then he shoots that guy and you're like, oh, actually, he's really bad, isn't he? But you somehow, I was rooting for everyone. I found it like, even though Ben Foster was a terrible guy, yeah. I still sort of, I knew he was going to die, and he knew he was going to die. He knew he was going to end up with this, but he went out like in this exciting shootout, which he probably wanted. He probably wouldn't go back to prison. But I kind of was rooting for him, 
when I was reading for Jeff and I was just reading for Chris Pine and I just yeah I was rooting for everyone which I thought was really interesting because it yeah. was almost like showing you all these different protagonists and you're like well I want everyone to get something out of this journey yeah you kind of want Jeff Bridges to get that last thing but you also want Chris Pine to saving his parents ranch or something yeah, yeah, selling yeah. It. It's like, it's something for his kids, basically. Like the banks of land deals have fucked him over, and he's robbing them to defraud themselves. Yeah. To pay them their own money, so he can then do this. So they found oil on it. So yeah, he hasn't told them. It's all very sort of fuck the system. Yeah, clever. Grand recession, sort of, America's all going wrong. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much the really good film, I liked it. Had some difficulty associating Ben Foster and Chris Pryor as brothers. Yeah, they didn't look very One similar got at all. the good genes... Ben Foster's, yeah, he's, he's an odd... And has got the normal dude, standard guy. Yeah, <laughs> but that happens sometimes. You can often see... I'm trying to think, like, I'm trying to think of... I have an example examples. for real life, but no one knows who these people are. But, <laughs> <laughs> but any other you ones, by the way. Yeah, I'm thinking of them there, it's really funny. Like, one, one attractive, one very it's unattractive. Really <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think, but there's probably, like, with celebrities, like, they've probably got, like... Dog ugly brothers or sisters who like aren't allowed out the basement by their parents, <laughs> and they look and they go, "Well, Scarlett, you're gonna go be a famous actress, and Melvin, you're gonna live in the basement." Great <laughs> <eat> fish heads. <laughs> yeah. Eat the fish heads that Scarlett provides with yeah. acting. <laughs> We're going on holiday. We're going to Scarlett's film on the red carpet. No, you can't come. Watch your shows. That's more fish heads. Is, yeah, just my Netflix has run out. Shut up, Melvin. Watch Happy Days again. Got Amazon Prime now. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I reckon. Yeah, good film. Liked it. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs out up. Out of two. two. September. Bridget Jones' baby. Who was the baby? Um, so the baby was Who played was the baby? by the baby? Colin Farrell. <laughs> no, the baby. <laughs> in full in Bruges. So, yeah. <laughs> Unimpressed mode. Yeah, so Bridget Jones' baby, uh, again, a film I saw with my mum. I think it was like the most successful romantic comedy of the last 10 years. Romantic comedies just keep going. Yeah. Good for them. Well, people like romance and laughing. <laughs> People will always want to. They like to... to have their heart warmed and tickled. Exactly. <laughs> 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 it's a really, really weird medical procedure. Uh, the heart, the cardiac warm, warming mean? and tickling. Cardiac something type temperature increasing and digital massage. Do you think if they tickled your heart, do you think where do you think you'd feel the tickle? Um, on your heart. But like, do you... <laughs> well, so you know when like you get the heart done. Yeah. That's is that, is that someone tickling? That's, right. so I had, That's a fairy tickling your heart. So I had a heart melt when I was a kid. And you can feel it. Like, what does it get, feel like? Um, my heart hurts. Is it, <laughs> it, feels, it feels painful. It doesn't happen anymore. It used to happen a bit more when I was even more unfit than I am now. It used mm. to be like, oh, there's a pain inside my left part of my chest cavity. Who, 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 sired, who sired the Jones spawn? Who do you think? Romantic comedy. Oh, Thinking Woman's Crumpet. Yeah, has to be yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. the King's Speech. He did it again, didn't uh, he? He is the worst. Spunked right up that channel. <laughs> he is the worst <laughs> on-screen kisser in the history of films. Every film I see him in, where he has to kiss a woman, I'm like, he is so un- like unsexual. Maybe he's a single man. Um, yeah, is he good at kissing? I have. I can't remember the kissing. Really good at kissing a dude. He's not really good at kissing women. He sort of just kind of goes in, and he's like a fish, sort of gawking <laughs> at their face. I think he's a Colin Firth. He's that sort of like people fancy him. It's like the same way with James May. You fancy him, but you want to have sex with him. Same as who? James, James May. Ugh. People fancy James May. Why? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, but like people fancy him, they don't want really to have sex with him. They just, that would almost ruin it. Yeah, like you want to 
wake up with him? You want, yeah, you want to... You want to spend your Sunday with him? Yeah, like, it's like, if you try and do any human stuff... Yeah. Which is usually messy and complicated, a bit awkward. Like, by human stuff, do you mean sex? Yeah, that thing humans <laughs> Should do. we do some human stuff? And, and the kids, that's what he'd say. Yeah. You want to, do you want to do, do some Should we do human some human stuff, stuff? stuff tonight? Um... Yeah, you just sort of fall yeah. apart and it ruins the illusion. Yeah. Whereas, with, let's say, it's going back to Richard, Hugh Grant. It's the opposite. Don't want to speak to Hugh Grant for very long. But you would have sex with him. It's okay. So, Bridget's Diary. Oh, it was it was stupid, but I really enjoyed it. Good. Like, it was rubbish, but I had a great time. <laughs> but it was also, like, it, it did enough to keep it funny and silly. Was it because, like, we sort of, we've hit a lot of a period of, like, of, like sugar films. Mm. Is that because they haven't got to Oscar season yet? So they chuck out all this stuff that's never going to win an award. Yeah. But they don't want it to clash with other. With the sort films. of like Jan- December, January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Manchester by the Sea. Blah, um, blah, blah. That's rubbish. Yeah, well, Casey Affleck is apparently a sexual deviant. Oh, dear. Yeah, he's, he settled two, course, uh, two court cases um, recently with producers on um, I'm Still Here. It's, it's really, it's, he just sounds like such a horrible what person. What is I'm still here? It was the one with um, Whacking Phoenix and where he's pretending to be a rapper. Oh yeah, that thing that like nearly killed Whacking Phoenix's career and yeah, definitely yeah. paid off. Yeah. Oh wait, no, he didn't at all. Yeah, Casey Affleck was a, um, sort of organised it and filmed it and it's just, it's just a list of horrible things he did on set which just make him seem like a real piece of work. <sighs> like a really, so I don't like him, Casey Affleck, <laughs> could be listening. Sorry mate. <laughs> like your brother. Um, Speaking of the brother, oh, he was, he was in a film in October called The Accountant. Which, from the trailer of the first, the trailer first starts, you think it's going to be a very, very different film. Yeah. <laughs> so how it ends up, I, mean, I didn't end up seeing it, but I didn't feel the need to. I was going to watch it over the lack of a bother. It sort of um, fundamentally misunderstands and misrepresents the learning difficulty that is autism. <laughs> <laughs> to basically make it like he's a psychopath he's, with superpowers. He's a superhero, um, which I think is just like a weird Hollywood trope by now. Yeah, Where you just go, so how disappointing is it if you are autistic and you don't have superpowers, or you have autistic children, you're like, why aren't you like Ben Affleck, or why aren't you like you know, Dustin Hoffman, why can't I take you to I Vegas? It's, I think it's Rain Man's fault. Yeah. I think it's almost because, it's also a Hollywood thing where it's, as one sense diminishes, another increases. Yeah. Whereas actually some people just have very difficult lives. Yeah, exactly. Which doesn't make for a good which, film. Yeah, which well, it does, just, but in a different, not in a, bring me, bring me your money yeah. sort of way, in more of a sort of, oh, this is very important, I'm just going to see this kind of film. Wait, I actually saw another, this other British film called um, X and Y, which I was really excited about, about this autistic child who um, entered this kind of, like, maths competition, um, he went to China in the film, and it was just sort of about, like, him and he starts like this girl, and, and it's just that really annoying thing where it's very difficult, I think, to show someone with autism's journey because in a film you want to show them sort of like changing and learning and improving, but that's not going to happen. And there's just the point where he like obviously isn't like touching or hugging people or making eye contact, but by then he's got a girlfriend and he hugs his mum. And at no point was I like, it's not like he has to learn how to do that. He's got autism. That's part and parcel of it is that's very very difficult and uncomfortable it's not just learning to get over that it's not like it's a it's not it's not like it, well, it's a disorder but it's not like do you cure it you hug people yeah it's, it's just it's, it's not it's, like a their brain is slightly different exactly it's the social context stuff comes very difficult for them yeah so i think that i find that i find that really annoying in films like but with the accountant i think it's like 
even though I think Ben Affleck did interviews, he's like, oh, we're not saying that. It's like, you are saying that. Why does he have to be autistic, like, then? Or, um... Who else is good with numbers? <laughs> you can't do that other stereotype about people with numbers because it's the bad racism. Oh, God. It's can't... the only stereotype she's allowed to do left. But, uh, but I think, like, we can't, like, I, took, I turned my brain off and it was, like, it was, there was enough, like, explosions and bright lights and stuff yeah. like that. But it's got a really weird bit where, like, um, oh, what's his face? Uh, Whiplash Man, Mr... Hey, uh, you're crying a single tear. J.J. J.J. Abrams. J.K. Rowling. There's like some bit where he expositions like a bit of the film, which is stupid. Oh, and also Anna Kendrick's in it. He's great, obviously. She's always great. But there's a bit where like her and Ben Affleck nearly get together and you're like, she is young. Like, so she's like 30. Ben Affleck's what, like 40. Or yeah, it's a thing with action films where it's like the leading age woman difference. Well, like um, Tom Cruise and everything. Tom Cruise and everything. Uh, the last James Bond film that came out last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. We're She's like what twelve? Yeah, like ninety. He's really young. And, yeah, like, yeah. Daniel Craig is an attractive man, but he's still aged. But maybe we should get over our age thing, even though it's always craggy old men getting with yeah, with really hot. Yeah, <laughs> if they do it the other way around, and that physical characteristic is smooth. Yeah, I, I think it. if they did it the other way around, and the film wasn't about the woman having a midlife crisis by being with a younger man, then that would be fine. But that's what normally tends to happen. I think if you have like an older woman, younger guy, that's yeah. sort of the point of the film. Um, it's not just taken as a given. Yeah, it's not just like this is what's happening. But I think it's more creepy because Anna Kendricks looks so young. Yeah, she does. So this is the bit where I was like, no, Ben Affleck, you're going <laughs> to smother her. You're so big and she's so small. Don't kiss her. He is a... It's like he's kissing a young... It was just it was one of those things where you go, oh, oh, so weird. So weird. So... He is, the, you know, he is a huge jacked man. He is. Even more so than, than Hugh Jackman. Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> Did you ask for a huge Jackman? Man. Oh, no, I asked for a huge Jackman. We can't do his accent, because we've done Australian accent every single episode. Oh, have we? I haven't checked it. It's because we're so, so good at we're it. We're so cosmopolitan. I just... No, we're not doing it. We're moving on. Okay. The girl on the train. Uh, Big bag of balls! Oh, so bad. Have you seen it? Uh, I've watched little bits, but I was... I, I couldn't. couldn't. I tried to watch it and got really, really bored. It's really shit. Like, it's just... Um, Emily Blunt's really good in it. Emily but... Blunt's good in everything. Yeah, yeah, oh, Emily yeah, Blunt. yeah. So she, good. She's brilliant. Mostly, if if you didn't know it was based on a successful book, you watch it and go, "This is like a Channel Five B movie <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon." It's like three women with no discerning personality traits, all like a guy who's obviously like at the beginning. You go, "He's the murderer." <laughs> that guy's the murderer because he's really creepy. It's Justin Theroux. He's yeah. um, Louis Theroux's cousin. <laughs> True facts. Really? Yeah. Um, good for Justin. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Aniston. And he's just like really, really creepy. And straight away you go, oh, no, he's like. He's a murderer. He's a murderer. He's a killer. Get him in the, yeah. get him in the execution transfer vehicle. Yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> straight up. Look at that widow's peak and those eyebrows and he's, the fact he acts like a murderer. Yeah. Like he literally just walks around being like. Unless he's trying uh, to hide in plain sight. Why <laughs> <laughs> just trying to be. The most murdery murder. Yeah, he's the most murdery murder. I was reading something that said like, the main problem with it is like, okay, because a lot of these films, like The Girl on the Train, are based around a certain bleak and like mediocre shitness yeah. that Hollywood can't really do, and that's why you need the British to do it, because we all hate ourselves so much. Like, we can film like bleak, just unremitted, like just, just bleakness Disturbing. much better than anyone else can because of our weird 
post-industrial concrete nation that's slightly falling apart because they haven't invested in it for too long. Yeah. And the transfer transferring it to New York doesn't really give it that same. Because it was meant to be like some sort of because in the book it's like some sort of shitty like southern trains commute. Yeah, yeah, through yeah. Like middle of nowhere. Yeah. And a woman who's bored in her market town going to have a boring job and some grey city centre somewhere. And they were we need to sex this up. And like I don't think you can do that in New York. Yeah. A, I mean obviously there are lots of films set in New York that are quite gritty and down to it's down to street best. level. I always think like the greatest film I remember was like seven. That was like a bleak film looked bleak. It's what yeah. like was very dark. Yeah. <laughs> like you couldn't see anything. No. <laughs> um as well as the context. It's just I just made me think that we what well, we're better at well that's true we do a lot of like great crime dramas and sort of like BBC series yeah. and but Scandinavians are getting quite good at it that's true in recent years it's almost like perhaps perhaps the most is a difference between European and American filmmaking perhaps mm. they're not as a maybe perhaps they're not quite as used to getting the cracks across apart from in their sort of like their India scene yeah 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 where someone very beautiful cries a single tear and their makeup doesn't smudge and they embarrass (laughs) themselves but like in a way in which they will eventually be rescued by a beautiful person from the opposite sex or the way they embarrass themselves it's not like they get drunk and vomit themselves and (laughs) shit everywhere it's like and then their child comes along and goes father why why? (laughs) (laughs) you went to be my School football recital. Why weren't you at, at my Christmas. cheerleading game? Yeah. Yeah. That's because the Europeans just were almost embarrassed by nationalism. Yeah. So we were going, Europe's great. It's a bit like, oh, oh sorry. Sorry. It's we, not. Sorry. Yeah. Our trains are all terrible apart from their trains. Their trains are great. And they're going, no, our trains are also terrible. <laughs> there are no good trains anywhere the apart from Japan. The... And Japan's like, no, our trains are also really bad. <laughs> Public so, transport banner. Yeah. So are you saying this film should have been like the girl... On the train that's set in Scunthorpe. The girl on the on the train to Hull. So, yeah, the girl on the train to Hull. <laughs> and or, it's just like loads of strikes, Southern Rail, yeah. fucking tweeting at them. Hull, of course, in the north. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's, I just perhaps... But you that. could just move... Maybe because New York is just too an iconic a city as well. Mm. Like, because even when, you, when your city's so iconic, you make up a fake city called Gotham, and everyone goes, that's New York. Yeah. Even though most films are not filmed in New York filmed in somewhere in Pittsburgh. Yeah, like some place in Canada that looks a bit like New York. Yeah. Doctor Strange, the yeah. second big, big Marvel thing. I liked it. I, I thought it was much I thought it was much better than I thought, I, thought anyone expected, to be honest. Yeah, it was funny. There was that Beyonce joke. Yeah, that joke, Bandit Wong playing Wong. Wong, Wong. Hasn't quite lost the Kubla Khan weight yet, but he's getting there. The he played um, Genghis Khan, I think, in Marco Polo, who's oh, okay. historically a very, very fat man. Yeah, yeah. And so Bane hasn't quite managed to shift the weight yet. He, he was a he was hefty, but it was huge, huge in it. And he went from quite a thin man. Like if you've watched, um, how was it? Charles Stories High. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a, um, I saw Top it. Boy and yeah. Countdown. He was always quite a slim dude, and then you see him in, as Genghis Khan, like fuck me, he's like heavily eight. Yeah. Imagine but, like having a film role where they're like, you have to get. Fat. Wait for it. Really fat. fat. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can eat. I can eat more donuts. No, no. You see this quite slim body you've got. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that up. Think Fuck of it up. think of that times a hundred. Like you have to put on. Because <laughs> imagine if you put what like five, six stones. You or could, something? The human body is not meant to lose weight. As well, we're meant to keep it. Yeah. Because otherwise, because our reptile, you know, our bodies don't cooperate with the fact that we were reptiles. Well, it's a reptile brain. That's different. That's right. But like. Our body hasn't evolved yet to cope with the fact that a lot, not everyone, people. but a lot of people on the planet now have, if anything, too much food. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he caught up. Why so hard to lose fucking weight? This is your body's like, no, no, if you lose weight, you'll die. He's like, I really won't. Yeah. I must get a big Mac. I'll be fine. Doctor Strange. I I'm bet right. Doctor Strange didn't. I bet. Well, the man of the Cumberbatch is one of those weird men yeah. who shouldn't be attractive. But, but he is. is. There was an SNL sketch like, why do people fancy him? But you can't help it. I know. I mean, he's. Idiot. Do you think it's he's his... an idiot posho as well? But you can't help but like him. I think it's, I think it's the accent, the stupid name. Do you think it's the? <laughs> Yeah. Well, you can't hate a man called Benedict. Well, I feel like everything was against him, which is why you go, he must, because he's not conventionally attractive. He's got a silly name. A um, silly voice. It, no one really knows what his real hair colour is. It's changing. <laughs> it's very confusing. He's got a silly voice. Um, and yet, somehow, you're like, oh, works. he's, yeah. He's a very good actor. I think that helps. Yeah, that does help. I think he's, I really liked him as Stephen Strange. Stephen... I liked him as an arsehole Stephen Strange before his hands got all fucked up and I liked him as not quite so much of an arsehole Stephen Strange yeah, yeah, yeah. when he discovered the magic. I liked all the magic. I liked the um, like the visuals. Like, and just... it's, it's funny as well, like a Marvel film, it usually is. Yeah, and it had um, the guy whose name I can't pronounce. Mads McKellison. No. She... Shall we tell Edgier 4? Yeah, he's great. He's really good. He's, I, I loved him since Serenity. You know, like, he just turns up and stuff, and he's he's always normally the best thing about it, but it was really nice having, like, an array of British actors in it as well, I guess. Yeah. They have, like, three of the main... Well, four, Tilda Swinton as well. Yeah, she counts, just about. Yeah. Um, she's not really from anywhere, Tilda Swinton. She just appeared one day. That's true. She counts as a British actor. Uh, she's, like, an ethereal fairy oh, from Wong. the Pixie universe. <laughs> she turned up. Yeah, there's Bennett Wong, Old Cumbers. Yeah. Tildes. Tildes. Chiwetel. Yeah. I suppose she's not living there somewhere. Rachel McAdams is American. Oh, yeah. She didn't do much. I thought what she did do was fine. Yeah. I, it was I nice think she's, she's likeable. She's... Yeah. Yeah. If her, what is her power, she's just a surgeon. Like, really nice. She's pretty good at it. Good at surgery. And I think that they really cope with the inherent ridiculousness of Doctor Strange. Like, when he's fighting his own... He's, like, he's dead, but he's fighting an astral projection of another yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that stuff worked, even though it really shouldn't have done. Yeah. Um, and how he just turns up in a hospital in just that robe. Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was much, much better than it should have been. I really, I think. Like the, fact that... the, ca- uh, the cape as well. Oh, yeah. was really funny. Because you think like this is going to be bad, and then the cape starts fighting for him. Yeah. Being like that's. Like Concept wise, you'd be like, "What? What is this? What? Yeah. Who are we pitching this to? Like, this is too silly." But we want, you know, other people other than geeks and six-year-old children to like this. And I think they really managed to balance that out with it. And Dan, I think Dan Harmon had a part of the script as well, which is nice. That was like, yeah, good for him. Good guy from Community. Thank you, I thought it was. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Dan Harmon. Uh, which is, yeah, so that was nice. I, guess, I also hope it just leads to, this obviously really has with Guardians of the Galaxy, the ultimate film experiment. Yeah. It kind of means that they can keep doing the weird ones and don't have to... Always make... Start to tone it down it. a bit. Yeah. I've seen it because I, I saw the trailer for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I've watched it. Well, it's, it's, I think it's only showing ahead of Rogue One. Yeah. Oh, it looks great. looks really fun. Yeah. Silly colours and jokes and Baby Groot doesn't look awful. Oh no, I think I have seen a Baby Groot and I was like, oh, which button to press to blow ovaries. up. <laughs> oh, baby Groot. He's like, press this button and we all die. Press this button and we, we don't die. And he's like, I am Groot. He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> like classic Bradley Cooper who could do a fucking dialogue scene uh, with anything. No, but don't you find the weird thing, Kate? I rewatched Guns of the Galaxy and I'm like, how is that Bradley Cooper's voice? That's what he sounds like. There's no way he sounds like. It is. It's not him doing a normal voice. It's Bradley Cooper. It doesn't sound like Bradley... I Bradley know, Cooper. But he's putting on a voice. Is he? It just sounds like Bradley Cooper it, it to me, mate. It doesn't sound like Bradley Cooper at all. Does it not? No. 
Oh, rewatch it. It's like Bradley Cooper's voice is a lot lower. And Bradley Cooper's voice. We'll, we'll watch them side by side. Oh, have to. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> you, Bradley you, Cooper. Bra- you tee up Bradley Cooper. You bring up Bradley Cooper. Bradley, let's do a favour, mate. Do some Guardians of the Galaxy. Do your normal voice. And we're going to play it side by side with Guardians of the Galaxy. He played a raccoon, which was a beast. Right, yeah. Quite fantastic. Uh-huh. Just like in November. Ooh. When the Fantastic Beasts arrived on our Yay. screens, featuring Benedict Cumberbatch, no, the other one, Eddie Redmayne. Yeah, who are you just saying? <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, but the other um, one. The other British. The other, the other one. The other British man with the face. The other, yeah. Um, I thought it was. Oh, she put in a face. No, I thought um, <laughs> I thought they had really, really good bits and really draggy bits. It was a bit inflated at points. Yeah. I thought the effects were good. I like the beasts. If anything, perhaps more beasts. I felt like when they went and did a sachet around his beast village um, with the American guy, when Eddie Romain's like, come inside my little box. The muggle. Yeah, that was so pointless towards the plot. Like, it was quite <laughs> long as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that felt more like I was watching, a, I was on a theme park ride. Yeah. Here are some animals that you it, can buy stuffed toys off. Coming soon. So Christmas stalls near you. Yeah, that kind of felt quite... And it could have had a bit of plot, because that weird monster's in there. In the snow. Yeah, I got a bit confused about that. I them. don't really know what the... I still don't fully understand. It's, it's, is it like teenage now. emotions or something? I like think the idea is that... Repression, isn't it's, it? Yeah, if you repress your magic, mm. but like deliberately, it bursts out of you and creates one of those beasties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you are the beastie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the magic takes over because you're not using it properly. Okay, so... Which you do wonder why that doesn't happen to... Harry? Because he doesn't know he's a wizard. He's not doing it on purpose. But does that happen during puberty? Because they do that a lot in those kind of books. But he says they, like, they die at, like, ten. Right. But what if you just, just don't know you're a... But I suppose Harry Potter, like, there are some bits where he's, he's, like, talking to snakes and stuff, isn't he? Yeah, so maybe if it comes out... I think it's about repression of um, teenage sexuality. So in it's almost rods. like... Well, yeah, but it's almost like they use a little bit of wizarding. That's like they've let a bit of sexuality out, and then no, not going along with me. Not, not for the ten-year-old aspect. A bit older, I'd be with you. But a bit, there's something, there's something about it, isn't it? It's like repression of who you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I thought the obscurus effects were completely bizarre, but really good. Yeah. The fact that he was like a dude who could turn into smoke. Yeah, and I liked that was it. really. Destroying everything. And he was like dripping off the walls and like flowing over everything. And then his like face was all. I thought it was good. I, I mean, thought he was looked rubbish. Really good. Oh, um, Ezra Miller. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. Young, yeah. young Chris Glover. New Flash. He's just, um. He, just he looked... acts so much. He was doing so much. He was like, oh, oh, oh. Every time I saw him, I was like, oh, I think he feels uncomfortable. And then all the scenes with him and Colin Farrell, I was like, just kiss, guys. Just, just kiss. Colin Farrell is great. Oh, yeah. I love his great. cuffs and his big city scarf. And yeah, he's just yeah. like grimacing at everything. He's brilliant. Did you think there was like some weird kind of sexual tension between him and Ezra Miller? No. But <laughs> I did, it was weird. They, I, were, they had like this intenseness, and I think it's because Ezra was so like, like intense. His, like his dad or something, though, wasn't it? Ah, uh, Daddy, we wanted to kiss. <laughs> Daddy. I just, I, I got some weird, like. No, I, I think the problem with Colin Farrell is that, like, he he's was so just. so sexy. He was just quite sexy the whole way through it, so I guess maybe yeah. if he's just being. He was just sexy at everything. 
Like, yeah. we were looking at that crashed house, like, smashed up house at the start. You're just like, I'm going to fuck this house. Yeah, that's true. We're I probably up, did. That's probably put, what happened. We're going to put up this house in about four minutes, mate. Yeah. But he was good. And all the cast are pretty good. Yeah. I thought the guy who played the muggle was really good. Oh, uh, he was good. I was always worried he was going to be, like, all, like, the irritating comedy relief. And he was comedy relief. But no, he was great. I bet he was lovely. And he really wanted him to get everything he wanted. Yeah. And he did, kind of. Yeah. And I was really bummed. Like, that was really actually, like, it was a real bummer when they had to wipe his yeah. toilets, whatever. Why did we they had to, have to wipe his brain? It was really sad. So then you get at the end that she, he saw that woman and then he sort of remembered everything anyway. Yeah, or it sort of was coming back to him a bit. Um, I do have like one sort of plot hole point, uh, which I think I think they do it a lot in action films, so I think they can sort of easily avoid it, is the whole, that when he's the experious, obscurous, cloudy thing. And he's destroying those when buildings. When the cloud monster. When the cloud monster destroys all the buildings and like destroys lots yeah. of stuff and rip walls through town and knocks cars over. Um, and then they make everyone forget about it. Like, people have died. People would have died. He just... You like, he, he goes... And you don't see that. But that doesn't make any sense that you don't see that because he goes through buildings. Like they're he, all out. It's the Roaring Twenties or a jazz bar. That's, that's what I'm just saying. Just avoid, just avoid <laughs> that by... Have them swooshing around. Swoosh around the stuff or like... Have a reason. Some, uh, don't crowbar stuff in the same way they did with like Batman versus Superman. But they were like, yeah. "Let's go to the abandoned minefield." <laughs> don't worry, nobody is in this city after dark. Yeah, cleaners, no, no, delivery guys, no. Days off. They're all gone. Bank holiday. That's lucky, isn't it? It's not like we didn't smash up a city centre. I mean, because also the answer to any criticism of the Harry Potter films is go like, "Well, they use magic to fix it." Met, put all the people back together. <laughs> you know, the thing about the Harry Potter films, I always manage to do is like I consider myself quite a sort of sensible human being. One of these sort of things, I mm. really want to have a wand and just wave it around and do shit with it. Yeah, like when they're sort of flicking it about and firing the spells, and a bit at the end where they just have all the extras walking about, like wobbling their hands around, yeah. putting the buildings back together. It's like, oh, that's pretty sick. That is. Is that what you do? You just like remantle. Just sort of, I just sort What's of. What's the opposite of dismantling? Remantling. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> mantling. Mantling on top of something. Right, remantling is. Is that? No, is that? I don't know. I don't know. There is no opposite. <laughs> Unmantle. Unmantle. Um, I, I like Fantastic Beasts. I thought it was good fun. I didn't like the Scooby Doo ending. Oh. It was just like you were Johnny Depp all along. I don't like the fact it was Johnny Depp because I want Colin Farrell. I don't want Johnny Depp. It was- Rubbish. He's Did, rubbish. The only film. No where, one likes him anymore. So, like, when I, before I got the ending, I was like, oh, because they didn't spend all this time on the setting up stuff because it's not important. They should have set, spent more time yeah. on the setting up stuff. I had to Google who that guy was. He's like Wizard Hitler yeah. or something. Because I was like, oh, that credit scene is really good. It's just like, it's a bit no, forced. Is, isn't he more like Joseph Goebbels to Voldemort's Hitler? I thought Voldemort was afterwards. He is, but I think Voldemort's like worse. He's the Kaiser. Yeah. He's Wizard Kaiser. So, like, Voldemort's Donald Trump, I guess. Because Voldemort was, like, what, 30 in the 90s? Hitler would have been 30 in the 90s. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, but I was thinking more, like, uh, on, on a scale of on, evil. When you go, like, ah, oh, like, think of someone evil, people are more likely to go, what, like, Hitler, Pol Pot, I guess he'd be up there. Pol Pot's pretty high on the evil pretty list. Bad. Stalin. Um, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> real, yeah, real, real people. Real people. Um, um, Jessica So, Jessica Simpson. <laughs> yeah, evil. <laughs> through and through. Can't trust her. Um, I don't know. I just, I still didn't really get who he was. Yeah, yeah no, I, d- I googled it and I was like, oh, was he? Was he meant to be Dumbledore's like lover? 
or Arch Nemesis or both? Oh, both. I think both. Because I like, I like that opening. I feel it's a bit forced, like the newspaper. It's like, oh, okay, they're just giving you a bit of backstory. And if you read it, you read it. If you don't, you don't. Yeah. Fair enough. Do what you want at do this point. Do what you want. But at then point, I always felt like, story. when they do all this dancing around shit, like so much crap happens in that film that doesn't really need to happen. Just have some exposition. Like that bank scene didn't need to be quite so long. Like, yes. it's funny. I love that little mole geezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one little mole geezer. You could have got the mole geezer. We could have wrapped that up a bit. Yeah. A bit quicker. Yeah, guys? Just wrap that one up. Yeah, yeah. Or, like, about the bit where, like, they're in the apartment. And they're like, oh, magic strudel, magic food. Maybe we want some strudel. It's just like, wrap that up a little bit quicker. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't need that. Didn't need quite so much muggle running along a frozen lake. <laughs> or that monkey bit. What's the monkey? The monkey grabs his wand and he's like, monkey with a wand. And the monkey bangs it and shoots himself. Do you think J.K. Rowling just wrote a series of, like, funny ideas? She just wrote... Monkey with wand. (laughs) In brackets. (laughs) Stage directions. Zany hijinks. Zany hijinks ensue. (laughs) Insert rhino monster. Zany hijinks ensue. Should we, J.K., should we um, explain... Who Johnny Depp's character is? No, so, they've they've read all the backstory already. They know they they'll they'll, they'll, they'll go they on Pottermore. They know. Look through the thousand articles. They know who he is. Yeah. They know he's Wizard Hitler. Wizard yeah. Goebbels doesn't matter. Wizard. <laughs> 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 both of them at the same time. Yeah. But no, he didn't, and it just felt like such an empty reveal at the end because of that. Oh, but there was not a... everything has to be a fucking trilogy. But they also do <laughs> that really annoying thing I hate in films. It's like a big trope where someone gets arrested. And they don't just take them away. They let they, them have a little speech. They let them have a little <laughs> chat, like, so they he got arrested. And then they stopped him exactly where Eddie Redmayne was. So they could exchange a look or say, or he could say some veiled thing, which everyone has to Google. And Your beasts aren't that fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> but it was like the guards all stopped and just did nothing. So he could say that thing. I was like, that's weird. Particularly because, like, earlier in the film, we see the guards... Punt like break into a like one of the cool bits as they go into like a speakeasy and mm. there's a grub a gremlin that gets punched in the face really funny yeah yeah because it's like no matter how magic you are you can still just get lamped yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> just get milk sparko yeah also punching a goblin is just funny yeah like, it was just funny that's the best and then thing all the then the auras just all zap in and just start <laughs> zapping everyone and yeah, yeah, arresting yeah. them all like, they don't fuck around and they're very much like well just killing them so why are they also now saying that oh I better let him say his piece. I guess it's because they decided Edward Redmayne is king. Yeah, he's gone. He's come back. Yeah. The Empire resurgent. They were just like... He's claimed the colonies oh. again for us. Cheers, Eddie. He was right all along. Um, yeah, so trilogy? Not necessary. Yeah, I guess... Eddie Redmayne was better acting with the beasts than he was with anyone else. That's true. I felt like he got on better with them than... Yeah. Again, he's a man with no sexual chemistry with anyone. Beast. Because he looks like, apart from the beast. That big griffin that yeah. could shoot lightning. The one that lives in Arizona. Yeah, and there was lightning when it was around. Oh, no, yeah, it could, like, cause... It was storm. Rain, so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Halle Berry. Halle Berry <laughs> is. And I, like the, I just thought all the beasts were really good. They I were, like you saying it, because they were great. Like, all of them were good. I like the weird, like, psychic monkey that lived in Macy's. You could sort oh. of see, like, the most probable future. Oh, what, like, the guy who looked like, um... Yeti. No, in, um, Gremlins. Like, he had that long oh, beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked like a wise Chinese man. That little geezer. Yeah. He was great. Yeah. And he big, was... A big snake dude. Oh, a big snakey bird. He was great. Funny little wings. Um, Obviously the mole guy. 
the little sticky stick guy. Oh, yeah, what was his name? The Look his name. He, he had attachment issues, so he wouldn't leave his pocket. Was he called, like, Mr. Jiggles or something? Pickles or Piggins. Or yeah, Piggins. <laughs> something like that, isn't it? Something like that. Mr. Piggins. Really and nice he's like, I'll have you know I'm... <laughs> it's like all the animal stuff. The Obviously, that bit, that bit in the suitcase when he jumps up and down. Really funny. Because he gets in the suitcase and the model can't get in, and so he's like, he's too fat. Oh. And he lifts the he, he like jumps inside the suitcase, right. but it's yeah. got no bottom. Yeah. That was good. That's a yeah. little thought thought. But I feel just, like you, I feel um, like you really like this. I really did. I feel like it appealed like, to your inner child. I feel like it could have cut out a lot of the extent Harry Potter extended universe shit, and this and got to the core, which yeah. was beasts being fantastic. Yeah. Here's a muggle. We found them. Yeah. Get on with it. Yeah. Rather than this world building shit that every film needs to do. Okay, so we're on to uh, we're, at, we're on to the present day, up to date. What about when they do not tell animals? Oh yeah. Um, speaking of beasts, speaking what about of, animals at night. Um, <laughs> I can <laughs> name Jake Gillian Hall. He's one of them. And Amy McAdams. Amy McAdams is another one. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. He was really good. He was really good. So not tell animals, the film by Perfume. Man, right, perfume man. guru, perfume pusher, perfume pusher, Tom, Tom to his friends, Tom, Tom the Ford. Ford. Um, like everything he does, I, I shot sumptuously, but not a lot else is there. Yeah, I actually really liked Professor, and the more I think about it, the less I like it. Isn't that weird? <laughs> I didn't like it from the start. Did you not like it at all? I'd liked. Like, it, was, it was so pretentious. The only bits like, I liked were, unfortunately, like the really horrible subplot of Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, that was... I maybe like is the wrong word, but that bit was like a it, rollicking thriller. It Michael dragged, Shannon was dragged great. you in. Yeah, Michael Shannon plays like a, a cowboy. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of cowboys this year as well. Like Bone Tomahawk and... Yeah. I've been playing cowboys. Um, and that was just really good. And I just thought that was more interesting than the story it's built around, which is just Amy McAdams is sad. He's reading. An army hammer's there. But not very much. He's... Here's Michael Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, why does Michael Sheen just pop up and stuff? As if, like, almost as if he's got so all these Hollywood friends who are just like, Michael, and he's Darling. like, I'm just not really doing much else. <laughs> um, Still counting off the frocks, the Frostnicks and money. Yeah, like, do you want to come in and just be, like, friend I, number seven? I feel like that was called, like, his weakness, was that it could have been this really on-point, like, assassination of... Well, vacuous bullshit people yeah. get up to in the Hollywood Hills. We're like, because Tom Ford knows everyone, he can't do that. And so he kind of has to be a bit more like, because it's a bit where Michael Sheen goes sort of, oh yes, well this is all ridiculous, but it's much worse out in the real world. Yeah. And that was the closest you got to them all admitting everything was pointless and they were terrible people. Yeah. And the rest of it was just them like leaving, like, oh, we're broke. I better get back in my chauffeur driven car. And also, she had like a Jeff Koons, um, like one of those bunnies sculpture things in the yeah. garden. It's like, just sell that. Just sell anything Just in your sell, house. like, yeah, you could sell some of the stuff in your house and you wouldn't be broke. Move into a normal house. Yeah, just live in a normal house. They live in this weird modernist, like, buildings of glass boxes and stone walls and it was madness. Like, just move to a normal house. But do you think there's that weird thing where it, it tries to be self-reflexive but it's very difficult to be self-reflexive? When you're so deep in it. When you're so deep in it and also... But then I guess it was, it was almost like, you know, the fuck you to her was like at the end spoilers where she's like, oh my god, I'm so horny for him now, and yeah. I made a mistake, and then he just doesn't show up. But what you didn't see was the end of the film where he's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. <laughs> Turns up in an Uber. He's like, oh. I went to the wrong place. Sorry, I thought you meant. Do you like my book? <laughs> 
Why does he sound like this? <laughs> Hello, it's me, Yankee Gildhall. It's me, Jake Gyllenhaal, sorry. You read the little book he won? That was you in it, that was. was. I murdered you yeah. in a horrible way. Yeah. Aaron Taylor Johnson playing the bad murderer. Oh, he was great. Fuck, oh, he was horrible. I didn't recognise it was him because I normally don't like him in anything. Oh, I was like, oh, well done. It was a film full of good performances. It's like good performances, yeah. it looked great, mm. but just didn't what? quite yeah. come together enough. I didn't think it was a good film with Anthony, basically. I think um, it has actually divided quite a lot of people. I think it's, it's like, like, like more than Brexit. It's like... <laughs> Did you like not turn animals on? Oh, no. <laughs> no. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, I think like some people... I mean, it has been like critically kind of lauded, yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it does look great. But yeah, I, I really... I, it was a film I saw, which I think a lot of people had the same reaction to, which you probably had as well, where there was a couple of scenes in the desert with the whole family stuff where you just went, ah, yeah. oh, this is horrible. Well, the really tense scene. Feel where really uncomfortable Jake right Jake Gyllenhaal in the book, so not real Jake, well, real Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. as an actor, but the character he's playing in his book, he's like driving his family across the desert for... Re- moving, they're moving. They don't want to take a... They want to, they're visiting someone. They didn't want to take a plane or something. No, I think they were moving. Something like that. And basically, like... I just matter. On the desolate highway, Alan Taylor Johnson's cars, they're like driving, he's like a bad dude driving a muscle car. Mm. They're getting a smash up with a very... And it's just this really horrible, tense scene where you know it's going to end badly because you're on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere mm. and they can't do anything. You know it's going to go wrong and it all does. But it's just... Oh, it was... It fucking grim. It was really hard to watch. And it's like, if it was more gut-punchy, like that, mm. and then didn't just cut back to, here's Amy McAdams in her big, grey, yeah, bath things, miserable. But if they just had the film being that film, like, just being what well, the book was... Well, it too much. Yeah, exactly, that's the thing, because that is quite like an almost thriller, but not enough of a plot, really. Yeah. And then, it's just the ending, so sad as well, because did he, like... He, he shoots, shoots himself in the stomach. He, so he, he's, Did he trip. Mike, yeah. So Michael Shannon, like he, he's a police, he finds he's only lung cancer. So he goes completely crazy. Like right, just, just we can't arrest right, them. Yeah, let's... let's just go and kill them. Yeah, because he's dying. Uh, Michael Shannon. So he he kills one of them. There's like three of the, the criminals. He kills one of them, and then J. J. Hall goes after Aaron Taylor Johnson and finds him at the shed. Mm. And they're sort of having this big to do. Jake Hall can't pull the trigger until Aaron Taylor Johnson rushes him, hits him with a thing. Jake Hall shoots him, wakes up, he's all fucked up, and his head's all split open. Waters off in the desert, and yeah, trips over and falls his own gun and shoots himself in the stomach. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Jesus. I just wouldn't break up with him, I guess. I guess we learn, don't do it right, and don't break up with them, because uh, they'll just murder you. I thought that film was bad as well. Yeah. No, it wasn't a redeeming character in it, to no. be honest. Because even Jake Julian Hall, you're like, it's. Probably, probably not the nicest guy. Well, cause, yeah, because he, his whole thing, he's like a writer, and he's an Eric Adams, he breaks up with him to beat yeah. Army Hammer, who needs to do more work. I really like Army Hammer for some reason. Yeah. Um, and But Jake Gyllenhaal's character is like sort of, not a failed writer, just not... It's a, not very... You can't... Oh. Can't get it out there. But then she reads, he, she gives him a piece, no, he gives her, sorry, a piece of his work. And, and she doesn't like it. And he doesn't actually want her to criticise it. He's yeah. just like, just tell me it's good. Yeah, I, don't want, I can understand that, but also, mate, you actually need to know if it's bad if you go show it to other people. Yeah. Because if she goes, this is really bad, Jake, yeah, all right, I won't show that to anyone else and put it away. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You're whiny. So, on to now. December. 
Um, we got my phone's dying. Yes, go through it quickly because we've been talking for seven years. <laughs> it's all right. So, uh, some of these films we haven't seen. Most of them. I have not seen any of them. So you I have think, seen but one of them. So, I think we should do our base, what they're going to be like from the trailer. Okay. So, passengers. Well, uh, actually, uh, I know everything that happens. As do I. <laughs> so, I, um, I met someone who had read the script of it, had like, looked at it through some agency type thing and it was before it was coming out as a film and they were like oh I read the script it's really good and then they told me what happened in the script I was like that sounds great and then I was like oh it's passengers so I know everything that happens and I don't know how cool I am about what happens <laughs> because in the trailer it's kind of your standard space romp which is I don't think like... we should spoil it I don't think we should spoil what happens in it it's in the, it's in the papers it's true if, okay, I, just, right. if you don't listen if you're gonna watch passengers, passengers and you don't want to it's everywhere. You make that face. It's like, everywhere. Yeah, but people might Darn, not know. It's everywhere. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> oh, so, like, people might not know what happens in it. Well, okay, spoilers, I guess, as for the rest of the whole thing. Um, the, the trailer is it looks like a space romp. Yeah. Christopher, Christopher Pine? No. Chris, Chris Pratt, Pratt. Thank you. And Jennifer Lawrence are in space. Mm-hmm. They're on a mission ship to go to the far planet. Mm. And they get woken up from cryosleep like a hundred years too early. Mm. And then the attractive things ensue. And it looks like, oh, the ship's breaking down. Chris Pratt has to drag Jennifer Lawrence around for a bit while she goes, ah, and yeah. he fixes stuff. Classic, um, we're in space. Something's gone wrong with the flippy, floppy, flip flop. The flippity flap's got all flopped. And I'll nearly die trying to fix the flippy yeah. flop. It's yeah, you go, like, I'm not letting you sacrifice yourself. It's like, I've got to say hello to our daughter. Whatever. <laughs> But actually what it is, is that Chris Pratt gets woken up early, stalks around the ship for a year by himself, and then picks Jennifer Lawrence to wake up and then pretend he didn't do it. Yeah. Which is weird. Which is creepy. So because it ends up with them getting together anyway. And I think they have a bunch of babies and stuff. I think oh. the end is like, you, everyone else wakes up and sees... Babies running around. What, like, the life they had. Oh, God, so creepy. Yeah. It's like he's like, probably like stalks with like a... They have like a media, like basically like a virtual, like a social media profile. Oh, doesn't he look through all her stuff? Yeah. Ugh. I mean, it's like, it's quite, I guess the thing is, unfortunately, because of the genders, if it was reversed, it might seem less creepy. I still, maybe, but I still wouldn't think it wouldn't be creepy. Yeah, I mean, it's still creepy. I'm just saying, like, based on perceptions, like, you do tend to think of men perhaps as a little bit more predatory than women. But at the same time, Hollywood tends to think of men as a little bit. It's okay for them to be predatory yeah, like that. They're all, they're That's romantic. Stu- they're all a bit stupid. Like we want. Like, he meant well. He's like yeah. a dog. He didn't mean it. Yeah, we want men to. Thought you'd to... like that poo he brought in. He's a yeah. dog, isn't though? It's not his yeah. fault. Yeah, it's it's like it's really because there, there's already been like opinion piece articles which are like, is this cool? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is this romantic, guys? No, it's none of those things. How would you feel if like it happened to you? Wouldn't be best pleased, yeah, to say the least. Yeah, because also it imagine was... it. Imagine if it wasn't Chris Pratt as well. Imagine if it was Bruce Forsyth. Oh my wife forever, forever. That would be awful. Because what, also, because what if you don't like them? Yeah, like I said, you're stuck on a spaceship for a hundred until you die. Yeah, I mean it's a cool spaceship and everything, but it's still just a spaceship. Yeah, just so happens that like he's an attractive guy, ten years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> who you get on with but yeah 
Like, also because they picked you specifically, you'd immediately get put on edge. You'd be like, why did you pick me? Because I looked good when I was asleep. Ugh. How much do you know about me? How, many, how long were you watching me in how that How long did you watch me? Why is my glass all covered? <laughs> crust. Crust, do you see me? What are you doing over my pod? Oh. No, creepy. Why have you... Oh, God, you know your name, you know your entire life story. I, I am quite intrigued to see how they present it. Like, how Apparently, they managed... Really badly. Yeah, how they managed to get away with the presentation of it as a romantic film in which a woman I, is forced to be with a man. I think they get around that by just not addressing the problem at any point. Well, I imagine what happens is <laughs> like going, he tells her... He did it really early on. It's like the opening thing of this film is him doing this. Yeah. It's not like a choice or anything. It's not the yeah. fucking movie. So, but he, he'll tell her, I imagine she'll Angry. be a bit annoyed, and then and he'll be like... Uh, and then he'll do... Um, oh, what's that thing in 10 Things I Hear About You where like Heath Ledger sings, I love you, baby. Oh, yeah. it do something embarrassing. Something like that. Um, so, <laughs> Star Wars. Alec has seen Star Wars. I have not. Star Wars. Star Wars. I haven't seen it. The new Star Trek. Uh, uh, you liked it, though. I really liked it. Yeah. I, I, I'm hesitant to tell people how much I liked it because I can see why people wouldn't like it. Mm-hmm. Because it's very much a Star Wars film with a very heavy emphasis on the wars bit, which is a, it can be, it's quite intense. Mm. All right. It's quite hard to describe a lot of it without spoiling what happens at the end. But it's Yeah, a, and I don't want to spoil it. I mean, I don't mean that they steal the Death Star plans because, duh. Yeah. <laughs> the trilogy is there. Yeah. Um, but the way they go about it and it's like the sort of the ending scenes are not something you'd expect from a Star Wars film in particular. I, yeah, I have heard that people die. Some people die. Yeah. Yes. Not in a sort of, oh, shit, that faceless rebel trooper and stormtrooper 1812B has died. Mm. Like, characters you give a shit about. Yeah, yeah. And not in like a Star Wars way either, just in a, oh, fuck, yeah, <laughs> war's yeah. horrible. Yeah. kind of way um, it looks great it looks really good it, it, like, they've really sort of managed to get that sort of that nail that 70s design thing to the point that all the rebel pilots look like they should be in the 70s yeah because from the, the New Hope they've all got these like big moustaches no one shaves their head if they're going bald they've all left it a lot of comb overs yeah and it's just like fuck, they, everyone looks like they're from the 70s which is really impressive yeah like really really super impressive um without looking too stupid. I mean, I, I couldn't tell about the music, it was fine. Ben Mendel- <laughs> Mendelsohn, who plays the baddie. Oh, I forgot he's in it, I love him. He's, like, I liked him, but he's not the most charismatic villain. Isn't he? He sort of swoops around in a cape a lot, and he's quite good, but as a villain, like, I think his name's Krennic or something, mm. acting is great, characters as kind of whatever, like throwaway villain. Yeah. But when he gets his, when he gets to do a bit of emoting, he's very good at it. Yeah. Um, he used to yell at idiot imperial officers a lot all the imperial officers are all like old dudes <laughs> like they've really gone to like the, the um, they're just the space nazis are they um, british oh yeah they're all pretty much they're pretty much all british <laughs> um, there's a bit where like a spoilers a spaceship and another spaceship are fighting and it cuts to, like the imperial officers are like oh no look at that over there this is like these thespians on the bridge why do you think george lucas made the baddies all british um just, i think just gets I mean, across, I, they get across like a clean, technologically think they're aloof, superior kind of person. That's true, easily. yeah, yeah. Check they've also they're called the Empire. Yeah. We have the biggest one. Yeah, that makes I mean, sense. Humble brag. Yeah. <laughs> so it worked. But it just looks really good. Um Darth Vader turns up in it, that's in the trailer, it's not a spoiler. Yeah. His stuff is gonna be really, I think, really conflicting. Or conflicting dividing. Because I liked it. 
bark and there a bit. There's a bit in particular when you see it, you'll know what it is. He does. A, he says a thing, mm-hmm. and you'll be like, a lot of people are like that shit, but yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was really funny. <laughs> and it's just good. Everyone is really good. It's it, pacing's a bit all over the place. The first half an hour is a bit whizzing around the galaxy. Yeah. Um, they have place names where you know where you're going, and that helps. Um, but it's really good. I thought it was better than Force Awakens. You, mm. I think you felt more of it because in the Force Awakens, your only real emotion was like, "Yay!" And at the end, and then a bit of boo, and then oh, that they've done that. That's good. Yeah, Mark Hamill turning around was like, "Oh, oh. yeah." But at the end, he's of... been on this little rock <laughs> for like ages. Using the Force to fire fish into his mouth from the sea. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so he's just holds his lightsaber. He doesn't have his lightsaber, does he? No. He's just a fire. He's got, he's got nothing. He's just, got a rope. Just used the force to fire things into his mouth from the ocean. How's Forrest Whisker? Does he say things in a breathy voice a lot? Entirely breathy. Yeah. Almost too breathy to the yeah, point where it becomes self- a bit self-parodying. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of Forrest Whisker. I thought he was a little... But it's a character from something else. He was, like, he was good, but... He's, he's a character from something. He's in like Star Wars Rebels or something, or the Clone Wars, like a cartoon. Oh right, okay. he's in that. Yeah. Um, he, I mean, he's fine, I guess. He just felt there were a couple of sections that didn't need to be in there, like always. Yeah. And that one maybe could have been. Knocked it out a little bit. Less breathy. Yeah, Matt Mickelson's great. He's great in everything, though. Yeah, it's a bit where he's sort of in the rain, you know. Look at him. He's because he's obviously he's very sort of rigid or whatever. It's like one bit, it's like a hologram scene, like the classic layer. Yeah. Where he actually starts to do things. You can almost like, he starts to get the emotion across. Then Felicity Jones is all crying. You're like, oh my God, that's actually really affecting. Yeah. Bizarre, it's great. They're all great. Really good film. Yeah. I look forward to seeing it. Hopefully uh, you'll come see it with me. Because <laughs> no one else will. Yeah. I don't know anyone else to see it. I find it hard to believe. Really good film, though. I really enjoyed it. But I'm worried that other people won't. <laughs> Um, so, La La Land, up, up and coming, you're, you're not outside, it's meant to be really good, which surprises me, it's meant to be like a really good throwback to like the old Hollywood, they said that about Hail Caesar though, yeah I didn't see that, it was fine, that's what I've heard, I mean I've heard some people say it was great, I enjoyed it, but it was fine, yeah, so, might, might be La La Land, for me, might be, no, no, lad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we know it's going to be Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone being good. Yeah. And that's going to be really good. And they look like they've put some effort, like they're flying around the planetarium or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure that'll be, I'm sure it'll be for musical lovers, I'm a, sure real, be, a real, real Christmas treat. It's not out of January. A real January treat. A real January sales <laughs> treat. Dark January. Uh, so, Assassin's Creed, I'm so excited. I really hope it's really bad. Uh, what? Because <laughs> I really want it to be bad. Because it's bad we get to do it on the main, on the main podcast. I want it to be good. It look, like, the trailer makes it look good, and I'm really intrigued by the fact Michael, I only star in roles where I'm like kind of serious apart from X Men, but I guess they pay you loads of money fast. He's quite serious in X Men. Yeah, he's quite he, serious. He was in the Holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it's not like normally the caliber of film. Gritty Fasser. He's not the kind of guy who's like, sure, I'll be in this throw reaction film, this rom com. But he's producing Assassin's Creed. So I'm really intrigued as to why he. Like, is it just because he. he like, I can't imagine him chilling out or like enjoying the game. Be, no, I can't imagine him but ever it, playing an Assassin's Creed video game. No. Yeah, it appears to be based on the first one, which was really not that great. Um, mm. I played it like that. Yeah. Most of them. So, so if it, as an Assassin's Creed video game player, 
How do you feel about this? I don't. I, what are your thoughts? I don't... Excited? I, I got the Gassy. machine wrong. I'm sure the film will be... I, if it won't be bad, it'll be average. Yeah, I bet it'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, I hope it'll be fun. I bet it'll just be like... That's it'll be a real f- shame to use all that cool Spanish Inquisition set for a real miserable <laughs> trudge through... History. Yeah, but not in like the fun But not history. like in a cool... His- boring yeah, history. Yeah, boring history. Like Simon Charlotte. In conclusion, um, so a couple of uh, films that we didn't mention which we thought were good. Um, I like Star Trek Beyond... Yeah, I was iffy. Okay, the thing with Star Trek Beyond is that the whole way through, you're like, oh yeah, Star Trek, blah, 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 blah. That bit with the Beastie Boys song, where they play it over the radio to blow up the aliens. Mm. Now I mentioned earlier how you don't want to smile, but you kind of, you're forced yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. I was having that at that moment. Because yeah, I was like, like, this is really stupid, and why am I grinning quite so hard at them surfing a wave in space made of alien spaceships, and then blowing up by playing the Beastie Boys at them really loud. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, and then... It's the song Sabotage and the bit where they go, Wah! they always don't yell. Yeah. They give it to this bass under attack and the guys like transmit the frequency and then they go, Wah! and all the rest of them blow up. We're like, that is ridiculous. I'm having an incredible time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really enjoy I like that. the action sequences. They're always good in those things, though. Hello, my name is Doris. The film that came out with Sally Fields in, who it's, she plays, it's really good just because it's like, She's such a good actress, it's really nice having a central role for like an older woman. Yeah. And she gets this crush on this guy at work who's much younger than her. And it's quite funny and sad. And it's all about how she's like trying to fit in and be cool. And they kind of adopt her, like this group of hipsters adopt her as like this cool older woman. Yeah. But like in this way that's quite patronizing. It's interesting. Yeah. I watched a film on Netflix called The, Sheet, the Siege of Janetville, which is a set in the 60s or 70s. The actual film is, okay. It's like it's like a, it's just like a war film. Yeah. Pretty good. The actual historical events are much more interesting. Yeah. So it's like the very early days of the UN, mm. and there's a one of the I can't remember which one is it's Hungary. It's not. But that's some tiny African nation that's had a civil war, and like they only ask for Irish soldiers because that's the only country in the UN that hasn't invaded anywhere in Africa. Yeah. And it's just about this this group of soldiers. I don't know the correct term. Platoon, battalion, group, company. Murder of soldiers. There's about thirty of them. There's not many in this shitty little, like, co- compound, just surrounded by, like, French Legion mercenaries, mm. and just, like, the native force, like, the native forces, like, the, mili- the the rebels, the rebel military. And it's just, like, how they got fucked. Like, because the actual film, you watch it, and you're like, all right, well, we've got to die now. Nope. No one dies, because no one died in real life, either. Oh, well, so they all survived. All the Irish people, all the Irish soldiers survived, and they're just, like, there are these shitty weapons fighting, like, they haven't, Jet, they have a plane at one point that gets attacked them and no it's like how did that even happen yeah. and at the end because it's embarrassing for the UN because they handled it badly they just put them in prison and ignore it <gasps> they only got like, rec- like re- um, recognised really recently where the commander who was like disgraced because mm-hmm. they called him a coward for surrendering because they'd run out of bullets Yeah. they had no more bullets they'd fired all their bullets and no one was helping them so obviously you surrender is that will get get murdered. Yeah. And he was like disgraced. He never got promoted. He got shuffled off somewhere. And he finally recently got a medal. He's dead. But it's something. It's just a really interesting. I love after the fact. Um, sorry about that. Yeah. Sorry, like we completely ruined your life. Put you in prison. Castrated you. Whatever we. With Adam so, Turing. Yeah. yeah. So sorry. Sorry, sorry guys. We made a mistake. I just yeah. have a plaque. And if, if we do it when you're dead, we we'll have to look at you. And the siren brings us to an end of the cursed episode of Geek Hair Knee, the 2016 Year in Review Part 2. If you stuck with us all the way through, thank you very much. If you didn't, can't say I blame you, it's a bit rough. 
uh, sum up the finale. I can't remember a whole lot of it, to be honest. I'll tell you a little lie at the start. I think I went on about Star Trek Beyond for about four hours, uh, talking more about the Beastie Boys bit and things like that. Not a lot. Uh, wanted to, I don't think I spoke about Rogue One some more. I'd have liked to have done, but I didn't. Uh, I did talk about the Greasy Strangler, a sort of com- uh, comedy horror thing about a father and son who eat grotesque, greasy food, and the dad is the dips himself in grease and strangles people. It's a very strange film, but very unique, and uh, that's why I made it one of my films of the year, because you quite often hear a lot about people going, oh, there's no originality in movies anymore, it's all just Marvel sequels. Um, but the Greasy Strangler really disproves that. Maybe not so much to uh, the benefit of the viewing audience for some people, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, Ellen talks a lot more about films as more worthy of your time, uh, such as Childhood of a Leader, uh, which is a film about a fascist leader, but while he was a child, it's just him growing up as a kid and sort of the beginnings of his, his weirdness. She spoke about a film called Mustang, which I believe was about, um, uh, a group of women basically fighting the, fighting the patriarchy. I've heard it was good and I'd never watched it because, um, I'm bad at the politics. Just talked about uh, a film called My Name is Doris. If you want to hear about more, if you want to read more of Ellen's uh, list of favourite films of the year and least favourites, I'd like to direct you to her blog post about it on Medium, which you can find by just googling Medium Ellen Starbuck, and it's one of her blog posts called Films of the Year 2016. It's usually about third result on the page. Um, I'll also be posting a link to it on the Twitter, at Geek A&E, and if I can, I'll also put a link to it in the uh, episode notes on iTunes. Thanks again for listening to this one. We'll be back in 2017. Haven't decided what yet, though I've got a uh, strong idea. And we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening.